Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. My name's Jane Ellen. Adam, you have a name? I don't. Okay. I've, I've changed it. I have uh, decided that it will just be a symbol and a series of clicking noises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, J- I'm Jane Ellen and this is... <laughs> so I'm driving with the girls. And I, I'm asked a question, and usually someone has headphones on just to annoy me. And I said, Jenna, Jenna, do you have an answer? Jenna, what do you think? And she says to me, that was my thinking noise. <laughs> what was your thinking noise? And so now that's our thing to I say. Guess it, I guess it's like, you know, like when, when there's a fire and like you can you can tell from quite a ways away, oh, that's that's a fire truck. Oh, this is your thinking She's noise. just like, so if she's sitting there going, she'll be like, oh, she's thinking again. I, I, okay, here's the thing. She didn't make a noise. Okay, so I have been very delighted with a show that I'd been watching on YouTube in a cheaper version, Norm MacDonald. I had heard about it on the Stern Show about two years ago, and it's just Norm, and he interviews people, and he's a riot because he's Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald was one of my favorite Weekend Update anchors. And he also had a show that I want to say followed the Daily Show. It was called like The Sports Show. I want to say it's something as Maybe, simple yeah. as that. It was it was The Daily Show, but like with Norm McDonald making like snippy comments about sports. I don't like sports, Jane. You know this about oh. me. Like I don't I don't even like Quidditch, which is not even a real sport. Like I don't like I don't like pretend sports like I don't like Parisi Squares and Star Trek. I don't like any kind of sports. What but about I'll, what about I'll, the the this thing in Star Wars with the let the Wookiee win? That's that's a chess game. That's that's a that's not a sport. That's nerd. Mm. That's nerd that's, chess, that's okay? A, okay, all right. I'm just like that's even that's that that's like playing D and the D and D inside the Star me, Wars universe. To me, that was a sport, but whatever. I As, digress. What whatever. whatever. Um, I don't like I don't like sports. Mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald had a show called The Sports Show, or it's some something to uh, to that uh, degree, mm-hmm. or and I loved it. Comedy Central canceled it. Like, yeah, they cancel everything I loved. It really, it, I thought it fit very well with The Daily Show, and Norm was just funny. And he was so funny, it made me forget how much I dislike sports. Norm MacDonald is a treasure. And uh, when I had Sirius, which I did for many years, one of my favorite guests was Norm MacDonald on Howard Stern's show. The Fry- Friars Club roasts just, that he's presented at? Like, I'm just telling you, like, he, he is just... He is not. He was never a sketch actor. That was never his strength when he was on Saturday Night Live. Like he just has this really wry, just delightful, he really just dry to me. Very much so. All right. He was born in '59, so he. It's about forty. He's getting close to sixty. He's in his fifties at this point. Yeah, he's almost sixty. Actually, I thought he I thought he was older, but. I think it's because he kind of plays older. You know what I mean? And I don't think he makes it a point to take care of himself. Like oh, he, he probably does. He doesn't get the salad whenever he goes mm. to uh, McDonald's. Anyway, uh, I'll be honest. I don't care what you think about anything he may or may not have tweeted. Norm McDonald, and I say this, you know, because we're close. Norm McDonald is going to say what's funny. And that's it. It He's doesn't. Not it doesn't matter if you. it's PC. Like, He's just going to say what's funny and. 
That's why I love him. And I don't think it's because he he's never tried to be like a shock comedian. No. I think Norm just, he finds the joke and like, whether or not like it's socially acceptable to say the joke, mm-hmm. he makes it. And usually he lands it. Yeah. And I like, I, I have really, whenever people get into those situations, like I really kind of st- try to stay away from it because it's one of those... Me arguing about it or people arguing about it on social media, like mm-hmm. generally you don't ever change anybody else's opinion right. on any of those things. So I, I try not to weigh in and spend my time literally doing anything else. And so then I read this stupid headline some stupid woman wrote like, Norm MacDonald has an awful show and somebody Jane never heard of, therefore you didn't either, has a great show and that show got canceled. I don't care because you suck. Norm MacDonald has a show, is on Netflix, and it is fantastic. It's just him being Norm, being hilarious. I have seen... The first one is with David Spade. <laughs> Half the time, David Spade doesn't know what's going on. And he's he keeps saying that we have to do a break, only he wasn't going to a break. And there is no studio audience. There's just the crew. And it's awesome. Spade also had a show on comedy. The Showbiz Show, which was basically the daily show... With that. I remember that. Guess what happened to that show? Hmm, must have gotten canceled. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know how great the block would have been? Stephen Colbert, Jon Stewart, David Spade, and Norm MacDonald in a two-hour block doing uh, Hollywood, sports, news, and then uh, whatever Stephen Colbert decided that he wanted to do. Didn't Sarah have some show or part of a show on Comedy Central? Or She uh, she had ran some stuff by uh, okay. Comedy, or not Comedy, uh, Daily Show. She okay. was running by some potential bits, okay. like for them. In my mind, she also she was she was also the anchor for several years. Yes, yes. In my mind, she like did she? she I believe she, she yeah. predated. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so, predated so, John Stewart. Yeah. She was after, uh, after Noah Kilby. Yeah, okay. Kil- yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, she did that, and in my mind, I'm her total inspiration. But whatever, I digress. It is. But it's you know, probably you know true. a lot of stuff that in a beautiful mind didn't happen like yeah. or the 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 facts have been altered so I mean still works and whenever we do your biopic we can fill in the blanks however true. we see fit anyway um, it's delightful the way Norm talks is great the the kind of stuff he gets out of the people he's talking with I saw him talk because with he does Drew not he does not have that. Carson style like and I'm not I'm not downing Johnny Carson no Johnny Carson had a very like just easily digestible Mm -hmm. like it was for the masses yes like and Carson was probably the greatest host of the tonight show Mm -hmm. like so don't take that in a way that I I am I'm saying that he wasn't good at it he basically wrote the book on it when you're doing interview cliches you're probably doing Carson Mm -hmm. Norm MacDonald does not interview like Carson. Right. He talks to famous people just like he is talking to his buddies and you happen to listen. It's kind of like John Favreau's Dinner for Five. They're just kind of casually talking. And actually, David Spade told a Carson story because he was telling a story and Norm says, uh, aren't you telling me a story about a character you were in a movie? Well, yeah, but you want to tell me a real story, Dave. So David Spade's story is a riot. And because I love to talk about Carson, I shall. So on Carson, that was the way a comedian got their break. 
They went on Carson. Yeah. You you played. You, you, you did your three minutes, five minutes, whatever it was on Carson. The world it, you didn't did know you unless you were on Carson. Yep. Okay. And so. Maybe maybe an HBO special, but you probably got your HBO is, special. Yeah. Before HBO. Yeah. Yeah. You had to go on Carson. Now, Carson rarely invited the comics to come sit with him. So David Spade is very young. And I forgot the guy is talking to, but David Spade is asking questions like, well, what do I do if he calls me over? And the guy goes, ha, 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 just do what I tell you. There's the mark. Go hit your mark. Turn around. You leave here. Don't do anything else. Because it's like, what are the chances you're going to get called back? None, buddy. So what happens is Martin Short is the first guest. So first of all, Spade has to follow Martin Short. Which, and we're probably talking about like, Late eighties, like early, virtually impossible. So, like short before SNL. Short was maybe not at his prime there, but like this is this is post like SCTV. Dude's got mm-hmm. some clout at oh, the very definitely. least. Definitely. So yeah. he's following Martin Short, and he does his stuff. It all lands, and he turns around and he's trying to go back to do what the guy said. He is so nervous about all this. He doesn't realize that Johnny's talking to him with Martin Church. He goes, hey, why don't you come over, David? Uh, well, I guess he's just going to walk away. Carson asked him to come sit on the couch, and he walked away. I mean, honestly, like, okay. that That is probably a moment that he dreamed about since he decided he wanted mm-hmm. to do stand-up comedy. Like, being in that, like, he was probably so, like, rushed but with it gets adrenaline. Better. Like, it gets better. So he leaves. The guy, I don't know, assistant director, whoever, is then mad at him because he didn't do what Carson said. So that guy said he's going to get in trouble. He is in a flop sweat. He goes to his dressing room. He takes his shirt off because he is soaked. And he's just like, what just happened? What just happened? Then he hears a knock on the door and he thinks it's the assistant director to yell at him again. And he opens the door. It's Ed McMahon, Martin Short, and Johnny Carson, and little 25-year-old David Spade in his shorts standing there looking Pre at him. Pre-SNL, yeah. like, <laughs> deer, deer in a headlight, just w- green as you can be. Like, what? Not, barely wet behind the ears. And like. then two months later, uh, Carson left the show. So uh, what a great story. And that's the kind of stuff you get on the Norm MacDonald show. His talking with Drew Barrymore was wonderful. I they okay. I'll be honest. I I am well read, but a great deal of what I am well read about happens to be uh, stuff you've never read. Because a lot of my concentration was classical literature, as in Roman and Greek classical literature. Whereas yeah. in most of my literature was DC and yes. Marvel. Yes. So they're talking about all these authors, and it's like, I don't know who that is. I didn't hear you say Crichton. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But they're going back and forth because she's really into all this stuff. And it's like, huh. But Drew Barrymore said something lovely. And I'm going to make my children watch it. Because... There, there is a point, like, to make Norm MacDonald is not an ignorant man, mm-hmm. like, either. Like, oh, yeah. He knew all. They were dude, talking back dude and forth. Dude is actually, like, Pretty like well read and just an intelligent individual period, which you don't always get from like if you've just watched him in movies or maybe right. watched him on Weekend Update. Because no matter what he's saying, he always kind of sounds like a dirty old man. 
just because of his delivery. Yeah, yeah I'll grant you that. He even just, even when he was a young, yeah, like not, uh, he was probably just a dirty young yeah. man. Like and then. it's kind of almost a Columbo delivery. And if you don't know who that is, well, I don't care. Uh, that's what's going on. Now, the reason I'm telling what Drew Barrymore is about to say via me, her chosen vessel for this evening, is this is not the kind of thing you would get to on a normal interview. A normal interview, you're going to tell a funny story about whatever, and you're going to promote your book, your movie, your TV show, whatever. Thank you. Good night. If, you've ever, watched, if you've ever watched any kind of late show, Letterman, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jay Leno, like any of those guys, that's how you do it. Yeah, and it's not that there isn't funny stuff there. It's just that's... But they're machines. They yeah. are built... I mean, they're they're there to be a commercial for whatever project Correct. you have coming up. So he had said that she and Lily Tomlin were alike in his mind because they had such a spark and such a glow about them and a glow of kindness. And she said something that I've said to my own children, but she says, you know what? I think every interaction is a chance for you to be kind to someone. Even if you're just at a convenience store. She goes, just being one-on-one with the person in the convenience store and being nice to them. She goes, I don't want to be mean to them. I don't want them to be mean to me. So why not just, we all be nice? And it just struck me that you wouldn't normally hear... They would, they would have no reason to discuss that in the machine of an interview. Right. But yeah, that wasn't relevant to when she was trying to get, you know, 51st dates or never been right. kissed. Judge like, Judy, uh, hilarious. A, yeah, a, a genuinely funny woman. Yes, and with him, oh my God. Well, she also, she doesn't have to be the one keeping the the mechanism moving along, like making sure, okay, we've got to get this thing to an entertaining 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got, I, I have to make sure that this, when they are not the one having to run that show, there's a lot of people. If you'll just get them in those candid mm-hmm. moments. That, yes, that's what it is. It's candid moments. And that is, and I have this argument with virtually, I don't know, everyone because they all seem to have a bad image of Howard Stern. I listened to Howard Stern since he was in Washington, D.C. at DC 101, and he has changed, but he greatly affected my radio career with his interviewing, and his interviewing has evolved, and he himself has said that. He said he used to be a very angry young man. He says he's just not anymore. And what happens is when he interviews these major stars, because now when you promote... If you're going to do radio, you're going to do the Stern Show. Yeah. And it's because he spends an hour, he knows what he's talking about, and you get candid moments. Well, it's not that, like, okay, at best, if you, like, let's say you were on Jay Leno's Tonight Show, you get what, seven minutes? If that, yeah. And, like, and you're the you, A-lister. You've got, you've got to get in there, like, you have got that three minutes to get that nice little, like, colloquial story in there. But then you've also got to make sure that your movie or your mm-hmm. CD or your book or whatever it was, you've also got to get in and talk about that. It's coming out, like, at July 7th. we gotta got to make sure to do that. Like, you can't, you can't get that. The, the, the strength of, like, Stern was always that, like, because his show, like... I don't know, what was the average? Let's say somewhere between four to six hours, like when he was doing daily. Daily, it was four. Okay. When you've got four hours to fill, and like it's not like he was also... Stern was the attraction. Right. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily like the music. Like, if you were listening to Stern, 
Mm-hmm. You were listening to Stern not because you because you wanted to yeah. hear like top forty or anything like that. Like he was the main attraction. So like he, if you have to fill up that amount of time, like you don't have to rush to get. Like you could probably pimp right. something on there if you wanted to. Which is what, which is what I loved when he got to go to Sirius because much like this, I loved being on the radio. But as we all know, as I've said. I'd rather just listen to myself talk to people I like to talk to. And they're, I mean, there and are And I some, don't want to play the commercials and the music. There are some people that are so interesting. Like, you do want to do that. Like, you don't need them sandwiched between, you know, the Rolling Stones or mm-hmm. like Britney Spears' latest or, or what, like I said, whatever, whatever radio that you are listening to. And Stern is definitely, definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Norm is doing something similar. It is. It is shorter, but you're getting candid moments from people that simply are interesting. And at the end of it, what I really love is they do jokes, as in everyone at the table has to read jokes. And they're they're clean, and a lot of them are really stupid, and that's funny. Yeah. It's well, just one funny. Of the, what was the roast he was on? I want to say it was Bob Saget's. He went on there and like Bob Saget, like you probably know him from either America's Funniest Home Videos mm-hmm. or Full House. Mm-hmm. Very whole, like this is early '90s ABC, mm-hmm. wholesome as can be. I mean, just mom, yeah, but that's, apple pie, that's not his and stand baseball. up. Now, if you have ever watched Bob Saget stand up, like I, I have, my, my daughter like loves Full House and Fuller House. Like that is that is her bible mm-hmm. right there for like. Any the way that you and I can make references to like Star Trek or Star Wars or any other like things. mountain of uh, pop culture that you and I have locked away in our minds, that's what she does. It's like, oh, well, it's like that episode of Full House mm-hmm. when, and I just let her do it because I think it's adorable. Like because that that's what her lexicon is. She doesn't know that about Bob Saget, and good Lord knows I'm not going to tell her. Yeah, one about day it. she's going to be like 25 and come across she's gonna, something, and like, or she's going to YouTube Bob Saget one day yeah. and just be like, "Oh, it's Danny Tanner. Oh, what is he? He said what? Because I mean, like, when Bob Saget like does his, I mean, he's talking about like sucking this, like doing that, like, I mean, it is, it's M rated." Kind of the kind of st- like he probably wouldn't have got called over on the Tonight Show yeah. because they wouldn't have let him on with that material. Mm-hmm. So you get you get good stuff like this, and if this gets canceled, I'm just going to be my my life will be ruined. Really, the the reason for a few the reason why things get canceled, like especially on like Stars or Netflix, is because of the ridiculous amount of cost. That's involved with him. There's like, virtually no cost. Like in this show. Game of Thrones on HBO, like it can continue to exist the way that it does and be as expensive as it was. Because I'm going to tell you right now, those dragons, guarantee you they're not cheap. <laughs> like I know the dragon. I they had, keep they keep setting. Re- yeah, I mean, the, costs all, a lot. Like, or if you go on vacation and you have to put them in like a mm-hmm. dragon kennel or it's something, not easy. Like those shows can command that because like every time. Game of Thrones does another episode, it sets another rating record. Mm-hmm. Shows like uh, Altered Carbon, which you and I have even covered on there, mm-hmm. like the production value on that is ridiculous, but that comes at a cost. And I don't mean like a proverbial cost. I mean a right. literal cost. Like those shows are big bucks. Mm-hmm. And if those are not constantly like 
turning a profit or like getting the subscriptions or viewers mm-hmm. or however Netflix quantifies its stuff, they're going to be gone because mm-hmm. like they're not going to do that at a loss. The show that you are describing to me is Norm Macdonald talking to people. So whatever yes. it costs maybe to fly them in or rent the studio or have built that set. And he was doing this on YouTube. Before. And he would, he would read a live commercial for something I never heard of in the middle of it. So he had like one or two sponsors. And probably it was covered, awesome. Yeah, just covered Letterman it. was on it. Seinfeld was on it on Norm Macdonald's YouTube version of this show. Because both of them have always, always been about like the funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they made some, like, I'm not going to, Jerry Seinfeld made some money. Like, oh, when yeah. he was doing Seinfeld and like the last season, NBC is like, we will give you five million an episode. And he's like, what am I going to do with I that? really love hearing old Jerry. He's like, uh, I don't care. You know, what about or, kids this and this? I don't care. Or, or <laughs> like Letterman. Letterman, like, even though he was part, like, the late show made some money for CBS. When he was on um, the show that uh, followed tonight, what, is it the late? I don't know. I Whatever the the one that Conan O'Brien had, mm-hmm. like before. Late, late was it the late late? I think I it's know. the late late. And what's the one that Scottish guy did? Same one. He that's the one that Kilborn vacated. No, I thought he vacated Daily Show. He vacated the Daily Show to go to that show, but after he vacated oh. it, yeah. Okay, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. He Kilbourne, and that's what James Corden has now. Yes, the yes. one that. That right. he, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, we're on the same wavelength now. But you've got all these, and like these guys are genuinely like funny people. Letterman did that for thirty years, like I guarantee you, because it paid well. But at the end of the day, like the great thing about these guys now, like Jerry Seinfeld doesn't have to work. Like when he did B movie, guarantee it's because he wanted to do B movie. Like mm-hmm. when you have so that much money, and like Letterman is stupid rich. Seinfeld is stupid when seinfeld goes out and does stand-up it's because jerry seinfeld wants to do stand-up because mm-hmm. jerry seinfeld doesn't have to do anything which is awesome jerry seinfeld could become a recluse for the rest of his life have everything shipped to his door never leave his house again if he wants to do it it's because he wants to do it i guarantee you they heard this or saw this mm-hmm. or they're friends with norm and he's like guys you need to check it out if you think it's funny come do it and yeah. they were just like oh my goodness it's this is funny, funny. i want to do this I, it doesn't matter if he pays me two million dollars to do it. I don't. I don't need it. You know, I'll be honest. If Norm Macdonald asks me and you to come on this show, I'd do it. Yes, for free. But like you and I might have some ulterior motives. Yeah, there. like being on Norm Macdonald's show definitely doesn't hurt the two of us. No, it does. Like if, if anything, I'd Norm. say we gain a certain yeah. degree of notoriety being associated with Norm Macdonald on a show on Netflix. So here's the deal: it's called Norm Macdonald has a show. Watch them all. Just watch them all. I cannot wait. I mean, and it's really great to just listen to as well, because sometimes I will listen to a show and I have to drive a lot. And this one is great to do that because you don't really have to watch them. Definitively binge worthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then go find it on YouTube because there are tons more there. And I love them all. But the production values, even though this one on Netflix isn't is by no means fancy looking compared to what he had on youtube they weren't they weren't mortgaging the house they moved out of the garage and they're in an actual studio now Uh, the the way it almost like in i think it was adam carolla has got a a podcast Mm -hmm. like as well well worth listening to 
like Norm Macdonald, like the the fact that like it moved from there to there, like if if you have got a like let's say a four hour trip you've got to make, like Kevin Smith, yeah. Kevin Smith has a he has a podcast to fit you. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, it is just it's like whatever size you need, whatever subject you need. Like he's got that that one there. And Norm Macdonald, just because the thing about it is, as famous as he is, he can get your Drew Barrymore's. He can get mm-hmm. Letterman's, like Seinfeld's, like in there. You have just got this wealth of talent that you can dive into that, like, for years, it sounds like Norm Macdonald was just doing it because it was fun. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do it. Like, yeah. I guarantee he he wasn't, like, pulling in, like, you know, just a ridiculous amount off YouTube. He was just doing it because, like, this sounds fun. Yeah. Gives me something to do. Like, it's cre- it's a good creative outlet. And now Netflix is probably like they're probably greasing his palm a little, maybe mm-hmm. not a lot, but enough that like he, he's he's still doing it. And it's awesome. Yeah. And if you don't find this funny, then uh, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't There's I don't want to fight you in the parking lot, but I will. But you're wrong. But and I, I know I, I think Jane Fonda is one of the interviews. I can't wait to hear that as well. But I, I'm really loving the. I'm in the middle of the Judge Judy one right now. And it's delightful. I'm also watching season two of Ozark. Things that annoy me about Ozark. Everything seems to be blue and really, really dark. I'm Uh, sure that's an aesthetic choice. It is. And I'm going to have to go and change the lighting on the TV because sometimes it's like, "Ah, does it all have to be blue? Really? That bothers me. Uh, just a little. Go back and watch uh, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. There is a version that they've put out there where, like, they took, like, they had messed with, like, the color tones and everything, like, because it's just a dark looking. Zack Snyder likes dark mm-hmm. looking, but his Watchmen, his 300, they, they mess around with, like, the sepia tone, all of this in all of his movies. They color corrected Superman because they were just like, Superman's a bright, happy character. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? And they're like, you mean this? And they're just. It's amazing the difference it looks it, it it almost changes the feel of the movie mm-hmm. because Superman's wearing a brighter blue and the the character is a hopeful kind mm-hmm. kind of character and maybe that I would say probably whomever is doing like the color correction or whatever in that movie it's probably a specific tonal choice oh, I'm sure. that they're just like we want things to kind of well, be Well it is dark and a lot of it does dour. happen at night. Yeah. Now, compared to season one, it's very good. I'm going to watch all of it. I recommend it. It's good. I preferred season one, I guess, because everything was new. Uh, Marty Bird, uh, he finds out that his partner was involved in all this stuff, and so he has to run with his family, and then he ends up having to kind of start laundering for a mob type person this it sounds like you're having the problem i had with some of the later seasons of homeland like Uh, did you did you happen to watch any of that okay the first season of homeland is remarkable like the premise is just it's fresh it's delightful and i mean it hooks you Mm -hmm. but the problem with it is it's not one of those like okay ncis or law and order or whatever like you can just perpetually do those for 20 years you can do for 100 episodes like 400 episodes whatever like it lends itself to just you can do this ad nauseum 
the problem with like premises that that are that specific that you ring a very specific mm-hmm. amount of dr- like Homeland had to wrap it up before the end of that first season or at least like the the premise they were giving you at the beginning of it you weren't going to get eight years out of this concept and like the second season and the third where I stopped watching they just weren't as good and it's not because the quality of the right. show just bottomed out it's just that first season just had you. Yeah, because in this, in with Ozark, it's like, well, what are they going to do? How are they going to do that? And it was interesting to see how this regular lawyer, a county type guy, whatever he was, is had to adjust in order to save his family. And so in this one, he has had to partner with the hillbillies that run the opium fields in Ozark, and they're called that is quite the a sentence. Snells. That is quite a sentence, right? Isn't there. it? The Snells. And Mrs. Snell, oh, she's a, she's a live wire, that one. And uh, she shoots a lot of people. She just gets angry, but now she wants a baby. She's like 60 years old, whatever. So they're dealing with the Snells, and... The whole what what drives this episode, other than the fact that now it's the Snells instead of the guy from the cartel. Oh yeah, it was a drug cartel. Uh, it's the FBI agent who is not quite right in the head, and he is trying to break this case. But he's got a lot of personal issues, and and you know you know he's going to ruin it. Yeah, and and it's not, I know I know this will happen. So that's not going to be a surprise. I get uh, the the catch about shows like the and like Jason Bateman seems like an actor love. that and he knows how to gravitate toward quality. Like yes. when he did Zootopia, like very different than say Arrested Development, mm-hmm. but not any less like quality. Like J- Jason Bateman, I really think knows how to pick a quality project. Teen Wolf two, notwithstanding. Um. But the the thing about shows like this, like where you almost have he directs to, some of these, I believe. I, I want to say I think he directed. He's a producer, maybe I want to say he directed a couple of Arrested Development too. Yeah, he did. if I, if I'm remembering right, um, you shows that uh, again have such a specific like hook each season, like and you have to reinvent it, and sometimes you just you can't get a concept that that's Breaking Bad almost had to do that mm-hmm. like each season and what made that show so ridiculously popular is they successfully did it i want to say just about like every season mad men almost had to do mm-hmm. the the same thing you would have like your your initial premise and then at the end of the season you would have something that basically broke that world right and you you could not go back to it season 2 or season 3 or whatever and like the reason why those shows like were particularly iconic in the moments that they were is because they kept successfully reinventing themselves. I don't know that I ever saw an episode of Mad Men or Breaking Bad that I was just sitting there going, I've already seen this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh, well, did, see, they did this, this better on... He doesn't want to have a life of crime. And he doesn't want his family or him to get killed. And they, they haven't killed anybody. It's just they're surrounded by this. He also doesn't want to go to jail. All, and all of these things, like, I can sympathize with. Yes. However, the name of the show is Ozark. And what he and his wife, they have a plan. We're just going to get this this casino boat going. It will perpetually do all this stuff to take care of the cartel. They're off our back. The snails are happy. We're going to disappear. Well, I know they're not, 
because the show isn't called Ozark dot dot dot. It's called Ozark. So clearly they're going to end up staying. Now, to be fair, Smallville, a show which very much kind of backed itself into a corner about the locations with which conceivably you could be in. The later seasons of Smallville primarily take place in Metropolis. Mm, I did not know that. That's, I mean, like, well, I, you, you have a show whose premise is young Superman. Superman in high school. Yeah. It ran 10 years. Mm. Like... Yeah, he had to he, graduate eventually. I'm just saying, like, eventually he got out of high school, and like, when Did he you, go to college, when you get him, when you get him up to that that age, like when he's 27, I'm just saying, like, Smallville, Kansas, like Smallville is an aptly named town. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just it's very like it, mom and but like, I would not be surprised to see Dorothy Gale like <laughs> walk across the street like in that thing, and I mean. When you run 10 years, and I mean, it's a network show, so you're talking probably about 22, 24 episodes a season. Eventually, like, you're probably just like, I've done every single thing I can do in frigging Smallville. So, with Ozark, there'll be a season three. It is very well done, and I really love Jason Bateman in virtually Why shouldn't you, and who doesn't? Exactly. So, definitely there'll be a season three, but my... The hook isn't there for me, but it's a well-done show. There. So unlike Norm MacDonald, where as soon as we're done, I'm turning it back on in the car because I can't wait. I can wait on Ozark Season 2, but it is a good show. Well, the great thing about Norm, though, like, he, like he, it's, he's not filling a 52-minute narrative. I don't right. have to sit there and start paying attention to make sure that I understand that this happened because these characters interacted here. Like with Norm, I'm betting like literally I can just stop it. Like I can, if I need to do like some dishes at the house, like mm-hmm. if I need to mow the lawn and I just pop that thing onto like my MP3 player or something, mm-hmm. there's nothing stop. I can enjoy that anywhere. Like your MP3 player, like your phone? That's the thing that plays MP3. Yes. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> my iPod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The the thing about the Do like I. they you can just pick them up and do them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like back when The Sopranos was still first run, that was not a show that like I mm-hmm. could watch just willy nilly. Like I really needed to sit down because like the atmosphere, the story, mm-hmm. like all of these things were pouring into like all of these episodes. And Ozark too is. Well, the first one was kind of this way as well, but there's a lot of quiet time in it where it's like, hmm. Walk, walk. There's poor coffee. There's some subtlety in the performance. Yes. Yeah. And so that combined with the fact that it's all blue and dark, it's like, what are you doing? You kind of have to watch it to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there really are some shows, and sometimes they are less popular because of it. Like, they require something from Mm -hmm. you. Like, now, Ozark 2 is not family uh, friendly. Unless all of your family is over on, 21. Depending on what kind of family you want to raise. <laughs> That's true. Okay, now... Ja- uh, Jane and I both have kids that are still unusual. in middle school and and young. And granted, I, I will say unusual. Um, but I would not... I, Ozarks is not for them. This no. is This is for mom and dad and maybe some risque grandparents. Yeah, because I was listening to it while I did my makeup one morning. And so I can see my TV from the bathroom if I turn my head to the left. I was looking at myself. So I really wasn't paying attention. And there was, you know, like mumbling and walk. I, 
I knew kind of what was going on. And my 12-year-old walks in and said, uh, Mom, why are you watching this? And, you know, it's some woman in a G-string only talking to another woman who is hiring her to do something. And it's like, uh, I, I didn't even bother to explain. I said, I don't know when I'm watching it. I don't know why. Leave. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. She left. She goes, I don't want to watch that. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not family friendly, and I should remember to shut the door. But that aside, it is well done. And... Uh, and Norm Macdonald has a show is fabulous. From a parental standpoint, the thing about the difference between streaming and like network, like back in the day, like you could watch something at seven o'clock and like you knew that standards and practices was up their tail on that. Like if if Shoney's and Taco Bell and whomever else were going to be advertising on this, like or if McDonald's was pimping a Happy Meal, like they weren't going to get away with saying like it, you know MF and GD, like mm-hmm. you knew that wasn't going to happen. The thing about like what Netflix and I mean even HBO Go, any Hulu, any of these doing like. They're not specifically aired at seven o'clock or eight right. o'clock. Like you knew when you got to nine o'clock on networks, like you were allowed to get away with some like NYPD Blue, like famously got away with pushing the envelope or like mm-hmm. stuff that AMC would do because they knew that they were a cable like network. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to do more than you could if you were ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, whatever at seven PM on Sunday. Right. So uh, Keep that in mind when you're doing this. Netflix doesn't necessarily just cater to a single crowd. Yes. There's there is literally something for every demographic on that what what do you do I call it? Just a service? Yeah. Streaming service? Uh so if you're watching Ozark 2 at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, just keep in be mind, aware. yeah. Just like be it's aware. not I know I know that like they're probably airing Pokemon or something on Cartoon they Network. Could be. But you need to keep that in mind, especially if you do have uh, younger eyes or impressionable minds that you might not want having this impressioned on at this point. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to language, uh, for for the most part, they're fine with that. And I'm fine with what I let them watch language wise. When it comes to bloody gore, it depends. But usually, as we've said, it, I don't know if we've said it on the show before, but if it's like not real, it's it's a sci-fi fantasy thing. The kids, it, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. But if it's like a, a family story and the dog dies, no. I mean, <laughs> that's all. That's like that could really happen to us. So it that helps me decide what they can watch or not. And if there's any type of nudity, they will disappear to their rooms so fast and it's like oh i forgot that was in man this. there is nothing more uncomfortable than like okay back in let's see when did uh interview with a vampire come out in 1995 sure 94 that sounds right yeah. i, I want to say it's, it's one of those times my family had rented it um and you know you didn't have websites out there that could tell yeah. you why things were there, for the most part, like it's it's not a particularly gory or no. like vulgar film, but there is a scene in it where the vampires are in theater, and like there's some just straight up nudity, and like it's not a f- fleeting like gl- glance. It's not like one of those like blink and you miss it. Like it's some like full on nudity. And like, I don't even remember that part. Like my, it, it's the part where they meet Antonio Banderas's character. Okay. Like, and it, it's it, it's not even like sexual nudity. It's just 
it's nudity and they're about to kill her. But I've got like my aunts and my <laughs> uncles and, and like I, I want to say even maybe my grandma was the and I'm just like and you know what Adam huh. they've all seen uh, nudity oh my like but but now this you is know. okay listen I I am I am I am almost forty at this point like there's not a lot of stuff that you can do that's even going to make me blush at this point. This was, <laughs> depending on what, it was 94 or 95, this is either 14-year-old or 15-year-old Adam, okay? <laughs> Adam wasn't as sure of himself then. He was he he probably acted like it. He was like a cocky little schmuck. I remember mm-hmm. that. But, like, he doesn't have the life experiences I do. Um, and I just remember wanting to shrink <laughs> into, like, the couch cushion, just anywhere, <laughs> be anywhere, but there, in that mo- like, oh, just anywhere, drop, drop me on the <laughs> surface of the sun, like just several, several mile, like fathoms below in the ocean. I was Did just. Did you sitting- ever then have a special, a family moment at your home and discussing what you? Saw? No, no, no. <laughs> I think happily. Everyone else was just as uncomfortable as me <laughs> because my family was quite conservative. And I'm sure they're just like, well, Tom Cruise is doing what, 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 what? It's like days of thunder. How someone, dare you? Was there someone trying to like, we could fast forward this. Can we fast forward this? <laughs> well, here's the deal. I am the one that knew how to hook up and unhook <gasps> set thing. Like, so they were probably just like, why is this somebody, someone? somebody, somebody tell Adam to, fa- I don't know how. Which 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 button? It just it maybe if we wait here longer, it'll yeah. it'll just be done. Oh oh oh, it's not done. Why is it not done? I tried to introduce the girls to Seinfeld, and so I just picked one at random, and I picked. Is the, it the one with Terry Hatcher? No. Oh, okay. All right. It, it was the contest. And That's just about. Never mind. If there were two episodes, I had a fifty-fifty <laughs> shot at guessing the one. The episode of Seinfeld. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Did they have questions about what the contest was? Oh, we lasted five minutes. Excellent. And it's like, and Jim's like, we're gonna do the parking garage. Yeah. Jim's going. He's like mouthing to me. What are you doing? What are you doing? Turn it off. Turn it off. And it's like. And I really, I, I rem- I know what the contest is about, but I didn't remember a lot of the actual lines. The discussions. Yes. And so Elaine starts having a discussion, which is hilarious. No, and, it's a funny, it's a yeah, funny episode. I realized that uh, I, I just said, nope, not, nope, we're not going to watch this right now. No, we haven't gone back. All, unfortunately. All, all due respect for that show, Larry David. Like, it's a funny episode. It is. But it is not a discussion that I personally want to have with any member of my my family at this point. Exactly. Well, maybe, maybe when they're older. Maybe. Or I don't maybe. Think or, so. ne- or never. Probably. I, probably never. I never had such a discussion with any member of my family. No. Nope. Uh, so I don't. Feel, I, I don't him. feel it necessary oh, to I have know them Jenna, with one of them my gonna, family. I, you know, those one of them is going to bring something up at some time. Listen, I've got five boys. Okay, like, oh yeah. Chris and I have had this You're discussion. Scrawed. She's like, she's like, well, you take the boys and I'll take the girl. Yeah, and I'm just like, do you just listen? One of them's plural and the other is singular. Yeah, but we do have a rougher. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I'd almost rather like just trade and be uncomfortable like with that because I'm just like, but I'm gonna have to do it. 
five times. Like, you know what I love to do to the children uh, just to get a rise out of them? Uh, we'll be doing whatever. And I said, hey, girls, come here. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how babies are made. And they scatter. Ah! It's a riot. They, it's it's like running into a field with like a, a four-wheel nope, drive nope, truck. Nope. nope. As soon no, as they see not. those headlights, they're just like, hmm? I, I I just love bringing it up. It's like a up. possum caught in the road. They're just like, oh, before I get run over. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, I think next time I'm going to say, like in front of their friends, hey, kids, <laughs> your babies are made just for the reaction. I'm not going to tell them. We, uh, they can find out in a library like I did. One of ours has just, they're not even dating. Like, they... Oh, I- they they had okay listen like they they had like this to do about holding hands so like it's actually kind of cute and precious in its innocence but like chris and i are joking to like each other about i'm just like do do you want to embarrass him with this and she's like no adam he he is a well behaved like he is just a wonderful young man and i'm like right right yeah, but whatever. i mean like it's it's the nuclear deterrent whenever he's not Shouldn't we have? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, let's load the chamber. I'm not saying pulling at, pull it out of the holster. You know what? All but you if have I to need do, it, if I need it, okay? Have him say to either of my daughters, I'm dating so-and-so, and they will lay down the law. Oh, really? So you have a job? You have a car? You don't live in your mama's basement? And, uh... I'm just to to be it, when when you're when you're 12, okay? You can't really do any of the So then you can't date. He is Ian. not he has not been emancipated uh, like exactly. from us. So okay? then they'll say, "So hey, guess what? You're not dating." I love hearing them say that. It's so funny. They're, okay, then what's my what's the proper like verbiage and noun? Um, you're uh, a courtin <laughs> Your special friend. Anyway, we're not going to go long on this one. Um, Ozark 2, good, but slow and blue, but Jason Bateman. It's a, it's a slow burn. Like, yeah, but, but Jason like, Bateman. Uh, Ozark wasn't exactly a mile a minute. Like. No, no. But it's, and again, Jason Bateman. <sighs> Norm MacDonald has a show, Laugh Riot. And it, it it is both the name of it and the sentence that sets it up. There you go. It's it. I mean, it's it's Norm Macdonald. Like he is he is an acquired taste. Like for some people, He's genuinely funny. But like I'm going to tell you, like that's my brand of hot sauce yeah. right there. Yeah, really, really is. So uh, watch them or not, and uh, we will uh, talk about other stuff that's streaming on other things at another as we, time, as we tend to do. Yeah, as oh, ah, we're gonna need to do a bunch ahead of time because of the fall break. Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I think we can handle that. All right. Yeah, we have. We again. I think we've proven we could talk about uh, anything really that has nothing to do with the names of these podcasts. But thank you again, Wendy, for sticking with us. I appreciate that. Yeah, plaguey goodness. Tell the better end. And I, I want to say what wonderful thing is coming out. Oh, I know. I'll watch some of the Iron Fist because it really, really got uh, panned. And it did take me a while to get into the first season. Season two seems to have less savage reviews, maybe. Okay. Well, I'll look into I'll let you know. I've not got to watch it yet. But the reviews seem, they're not kind, but they're kinder. Okay. I 
We'll let you know. In the meantime, Norm, Adam, and I are available for the show. Or and, and I mean, this is just, if you just need somebody doing craft services, we're available to do that too. I I don't mean yeah. I, don't, I don't have to be on the show. I'd love to, but uh, I mean, you need somebody to sweep up after. We'll I'm, do that too. I'm, I'm your man, Norm. Just fly us in. That's all. Maybe feed us. Yeah, feed us. Or if you don't need a man, I, I can be the woman, Norm. Like yeah. I, I can I can wear a wig. It, can I mean, just that. whatever you need. It, it, I'm your man. I'm your woman. Like I'm He's, whatever, whatever. Uh, Uncle Milty had a, a huge, huge effect on Adam. <laughs> Just leave it at that. For the, for the three people <laughs> that got that joke. <laughs> that's, that Man, that's what's great. Like, it comes from all... It comes from everywhere. It's so funny. We don't... Nobody can ever accuse us of making the exact same joke over and over and over. I guess we should film these, because they're really missing. <laughs> they're really missing. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you want us to film this, uh, listen to it several more times, and we'll know that's a Yes. And we'll talk to you again next week on Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.